I, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. This episode of Game Table is brought to you by Valhall Hobby. Use code GT2305 to get 5% off any order over $100. You can find them at ValhallaHobby.com. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is Getting Table. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 119 of Game Tabled with your host, The Bruce. Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode. Episode 119, I think we are. Yeah. We're back. We're back again. And we're back with the main man. Well, I mean, he's not quite a man. He's more of a slime. It's Civvy Socks. I'm going to upgrade you. I keep on getting downgraded or upgraded. I don't know what you're doing these days. Oh, well. Well, you didn't turn up for an episode with like three seconds notice, so you got downgraded to less than a civilian. That's true. It it, it, it could be worse there, Socks. He could call you reservist that's true that's true hey, is hey, reservist hey. less than a slime okay. yeah they're, they're the ones that only show up for one week and pretend to be in the military yeah oh yeah yeah no, i will agree with you on that I, I know some of those people and they're so prideful about the fact they're in the military even oh, they the don't military. actually do any work i only do it once a what's about though yeah. and then, no, to be to be fair though like reservists do do a lot as far as like augmenting when like a lot yes, of bodies are needed on short notice so but, yeah. but they're still this weekend warrior so um i'm gonna give them crap all day long for that still yeah i work with the bunch it's of also probably yeah. worth noting that we are very well aware that not all reservists are those idiots that brag about how they're in the military when they're only doing it once a weekend or whatever that is a very small number of those people yeah. and we have george who's has no open Who? wyoming right now george, i, I have snoo not a lot of it just some of it enough to make That's people george. realize they don't know how to you drive have- and they slide off the road you have snow on every day that ends in a y <laughs> it's true it's not entirely true that is fair. There is three days a year that you don't have snow. Mm, I'd call it three weeks, but close enough. Anyways, we have a lot of news to go over. A uh, lot of news to go over? Lots of news. Surprisingly, nothing from a certain company. Yeah, for once. I mean, there was oh. news, but there was nothing Games Workshop oh. were talking about that was worth discussing. Except for that one thing that I put in the run sheet well, that wasn't actually Games Workshop. It was about Games Workshop, but oh well. Newly received what? or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. And we are starting with TT Combat. Ooh. And we are starting with, I think, what might be my favourite Carnivale thing for quite some time. I quite like these. The Daughters of Hydra. Uh, and pretty much it's exactly what you think it is from the name. Um, yep. So you start with these little, I was about to say, yeah, squidly boys. Um, because they are squids, they're not they're octopi. Squids. Yep. Although everybody's going to call them octopi probably. Because that's just... What's the overall term for both of them? Uh, cephalopods, I think. Cephalopod, thank you. Um, I think the creepiest thing is the big guy in the back that's literally filled with yeah he's got squids. one yeah you like he's been piloted by them by the look of it or he, was, or he was a host and grew them yeah or he was very morbidly obese and lost a bunch of weight or is about to yeah when he spears them all out over you yeah and then we have this lovely lady that looks like she's just petting one but she's very clearly being piloted as well looks like she's being motorboated actually <laughs> i can't unsee that now <laughs> 
I didn't even notice this the first time. She actually has one hidden in her handbag as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's her like, purse. Oh, look at me. I'm so cute. You, you know, the, the, those uh, uh, Hollywood Karens that walk around with a chihuahua on their purse? It's the same thing, yeah. just with a squid. Pretty much. Uh, and then there's the cephalopods <clears throat> that totally haven't been eating all of these skulls. What skulls? Uh, and then there's one that's sitting on top of a fish Box trap with, net yeah. type thing. And then and others that are just kind of, you know, out on the ground. Uh, and there's another one wrapped around a pole, or another couple wrapped around a pole. It's a flag I really like these. Would you say uh, they're that is not dancing? a flagpole? Oh yes, the yeah, flagpole. Uh, as I'm no, pole dancing, is it a yes. flagpole or is it a barbershop pole? It's a. It bollard. looks like a, it's it, it's a bollard. Yeah, that would work too. Yeah, because it's in Venice. Uh, interesting. I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the, the the secret is that you'll notice this is the only one that's not on the fancy brickwork. It's actually on top of resin, which is supposed to be water. Water, yeah. Yeah, that's your little secret there. I, I really like this box set. I, I don't know how it holds up as far as a crew is concerned. I suspect, and I am somewhat guessing here, uh, that you would probably have to add stuff to this to make a proper crew. Uh, I don't know, um, but I really like the look of these. We also got something else coming for um, Carnivale, and this is the Lunar Trigger. Uh, Congression. So this is for the vampire boys, and it's not all vampires. We've actually got some wolves as well. Werewolves. Bikins. So you can get your un, un, underground going. What was those movies called? Underworld. Underworld. Thank you. With Kate um, I kind of like the fact that the vampires aren't the same sort of vampires we've had. We're starting to get a little bit of... This isn't the first time we've got, like, some variation on the theme, but I like the fact that these are clearly, like, Eastern European piratey type people. Um, Gypsy? I, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was trying to avoid using that word, but yes. Um, okay, um, what's the other word then? Um, well, I just said Eastern European, but... Well, yeah. Uh, Romanian. Romanian migrants, how about that? Uh, interestingly, if you look at the werewolves a bit closer, they seem to be covered in um like sigils and stuff like those little stones runes. stuff runes that's the word i'm looking for uh i don't know what the runes are hello i'm george the yank and i'm bruce's thesaurus for the evening <laughs> <laughs> oh i just oh no never mind um one of the guy's arms is wrapped up in the same way hang on i think i'm connecting dots here two of these vampires oh no nope never mind i thought i'd noticed something but i haven't it doesn't matter uh, oh were you gonna say one is a pre-transform the other one is post-transform Form. that's what i was thinking but i'm wrong um i will say this so there's been lots of interpretations of werewolves yep and and there's a certain franchise that will rename nameless because all the teenage girls absolutely love it uh yes ruined werewolves yes. and if if it was not for underworld with kate beckinsale and i um uh bill nye that's the other name that big from that um they had the absolute perfect representation of a werewolf and i love that TT has gone more that direction. Who was Bill Nye in that? Uh, he was one of the, the Council of Three Vampire Lords. So you're talking Bill Nye the science guy, right? No, I'm talking Bill Nye the actor. Oh, okay. Th that, that's why I'm confused because I'm like, hang on, I know that name. Yeah, it's uh, N-I-G-H, I believe is how his name is spelled. Alright. Um, oh, sorry, uh, no, yeah. Underground was before the certain franchise that's definitely Twilight, just for the record. Uh, and I will argue that that made more damage to vampires than it did to werewolves. I don't think it did anything good for anything but vampires got hurt more um yeah i really like these sets honestly i think they're really nice i, I really like these werewolves they're probably the highlight for me but i don't know do, do you guys like in this particular box set do you have oh that bill no yeah yeah uh, do you um, have any leanings i mm, let me click on the i thought I'm the guy with the red band 
bandana was missing an arm for a second, but he's not. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards the uh, gray werewolf of the yes, two werewolves. The one with the runes, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the more agree. the runes. Um, he he seems to be much more monstrous. Like the other one, you know, it's still monstrous, but look at the size of the hands and the difference of the two. Like the yeah. The, the, yeah. the the gray one, the hands are so massive on that. It's like like Hulk hands on a werewolf. They're just absolutely massive and like. It's a very monstrous transformation. Yeah. And more human-y claws than the other one has, like, proper on. But they both got, like, fingernail claw type things. And yeah, I'll say that this is the first time I've really seen somebody do that. And I like it. But I've not seen somebody do that with a werewolf. It makes a lot of sense, honestly. Yeah, it, I mean, it totally does. I mean, it's, you know, it's a human turned into a wolf. You know, it's like, <laughs> we have hands. You know, the werewolves and the, the good, you know, representations of, you know, they have, you know, hands. It's not a paw you know i can yeah. see like the back leg being more paw like because that's you know our yeah. feet are more like a paw than you know um i think this is probably like a really good i i think it's a really good set just because like i said it's it is a really good um representation of uh, you know a lycanthrope uh werewolf yeah. and with the whole you know the um uh regional dress of the three humanoids is very fitting to a werewolf appearance and the is fact that, that you could either paint them up to be piratey or the regional themed it very like it fits either way honestly mm -hmm. like you mm -hmm. can paint these up to be the romanian type background or you could paint them up to just be pirates and you really wouldn't have to change much uh, i would yeah. probably argue that the more color you add the more piratey they're gonna look mm. the lady the lady out of all of them probably looks the most eastern european to me to my mindset at least anyway uh, the, the dude in the yellow jerkin looks pretty romanian yeah although his sash is a little long so I agree. oh he would uh, totally trip over that but it makes for a very dynamic pose right also helps it stay on the base a little too probably solves one of those issues where if you want a running pose and you've only got one leg on the ground like it makes things staying on bases very hard if you don't want to pin yes. things yep so anyway time to move on it's terrain. been a while since we've looked at oh, we haven't really looked at the terrain for a while I mean, there has been things happening but because we've like the industry's been kind of busy we've been kind of not looking for a while so i thought we'd have a little bit of a look um we've had quite a few things being released uh in the pup line uh this is the line that they picked up from a company that had that is no longer with us i can't think of who that company is right now uh, i'm sure we'll get comments about it um but we've i quite like the pup colony specifically i don't know what it is about that building but i really like the look of that um but yeah these were originally designed by another company that's no longer with us um quite oh, complicated is. looking sets like they're very much like these are very much infinity 40k type stuff depending on mm -hmm. how you paint them that looks like um, a, a good terrain acquisition for a drop squad commander yeah 100 yeah, i'll agree with you on that very very My modular by the look of it too uh, I, i'm still not using that other name <laughs> <laughs> that's because it is called drop squad commander i can't remember what they are actually calling it uh, uh strike team something strike, or other. strike team commander that's right um the qdsc gatehouses are quite nice too like very much like super infinity type sci-fi i'm just gonna say like infinity type sci-fi it's very clearly like it wouldn't fit into 40k as much well i mean anything could fit into into 40k but you, do you know what i'm gonna say is the, the most brilliant looking terrain of all the stuff that's labeled new here i i suspect that we're going to agree but i want to hear what you have to say the sir palettes oh no we don't agree then okay hang on let's have a look at i haven't they are cool though i do agree with you they are they're, they're exactly. so simple it is a little palette and then they are designed to interlock stack so yep. literally you get 10 kits of those and you could have stacks of these all over the place for scatter terrain 
And it's brilliant because they interlock. So you can stack them for tall, not worry about them falling over too much, you know, slotty out of place. It's, it's good, simple terrain. It's great for a kill team zone mortalis type thing. Yep. Um, these are really easy to build too, by the look of it. I'd probably be tempted to spray paint these before I put them together. Personally. The pallets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just spray paint the, the, just spray paint the fun over them and then build them. And then once they're together, wash them and you'll yep. be done. Oh, a few highlights oh, yeah. and stuff, obviously, but yeah. Uh, uh, painting them uh, after the fact might be a little harder. Rattle can them gray, wash them in black, and then dry brush them in white, and boom, you're done. Yeah. Or it depends on what the world is. I mean, if you're going 40k, that's the way you would go. Uh, if you were, it depends. Like having different because well, uh, maybe not white. Stuff maybe, maybe, and cargo uh, containers tend to be various random colors quite a lot. That's true. Well, yeah. Oh God, I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, get like 10 kits and like you know have your yellow, your green, your orange, red, purple, blue, like mm. all sorts of colors, and then wash them all in black and then just hit it with a, a dry brush of like a lead belt or just to grab those edges of silver like the paint's worn off. That'd be beautiful. So when I look at these, I kind of... I, I know that's not necessarily what they've been designed to be, but to me, I see something between a shipping container and a pallet where they've kind of like combined the two into one. Yeah. Because you can't tell me that you would need to put that in a shipping container with the way that they're being designed. Not in the future, at least, anyway. Uh, it, it'd be transferred on like a shipping container and then like you could just it, load them individually stacked on like a flatbed yeah. Like transport exactly. thing, so um, the one that's the the two that I really like. Actually, I'm going to say the three that I really like is the food bars, the ribbed bar, and the surgery shack. Because let's be fair, they may as well be going together. Uh, I really, really like these. The bar in particular, I haven't seen somebody do a sci-fi bar before. I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but I just haven't seen one. Um, and I would argue that you could easily paint this up to look like modern day if you want as well. All you'd got to do is be careful in the way that you build it. Yeah, it's like not build it. The careful in the way that you paint it because there's not really a lot there that screams this is sci-fi unless you paint it to be that way um, um the shape of the sign kind of does yeah i mean if you leave that and you don't paint the sign then yes i would agree with you if you was to put some paint on it and make it look like it's on like an aluminium sign or something you'd be all right sure. yeah because it's more the fact that it's acrylic i think that makes it stand out yeah i agree yeah um, um I, the pup stuff looks really great but those pallets they're just it's it's something like that it's just so simple and looks so damn good yeah yeah I, i'm liking the pup stuff just the effort the uh modularity you could do with those two yeah it's kind of bugging me that i can't remember who they were i mean i have a conversation with Lily where he actually tells me but i'm in the middle of recording i can't look it up right now i will look it up later and i will put it in the show notes or i'll put it across the screen or something um no i really like this like then the fact that they're rolling it out slowly as releases rather than just going hey all of this is back and it's now ours um, right makes it feel a little bit more seamless because obviously if they've been designed by somebody else there's going to be people that won't recognize them and assume that they're new product but also you don't want your work to be overshadowed by this mass wall of stuff that is reported sure. new. Yeah. so um yeah, Army Painter has recalled spray paint. What about spray paint? Spray paint. Yep. Now, first things first. Uh, I want to point out something that um, probably doesn't come up a lot, but recalls are actually fairly normal and fairly common. And I don't think a lot of people realize this. Um, like this isn't actually that big of a deal. Yeah. You, like, usually, though, like when people are dealing with or like you know associating recalls, it's usually like a very major. Food. 
well, safety issue with automobiles. Yeah. All that. The, the Toyota like brakes not working. Or, or uh, the, yeah, the Volkswagen uh, engine, like, actually uh, providing right. false information for uh, emissions testing. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, basically, like, I, I will actually read what this says just because I, I didn't have to put this in the news, but I thought it was probably worth touching on. I actually shared this yesterday. When was this? Yeah, well, yesterday, not long after they posted it. Sure, on because I kind of felt that getting this yeah. news out there was, yeah, I kind of felt that this news out, getting the news out there was more important than when we did it. Uh, but the recalled product has been deemed defective due to signs of cracking with white shade when drying. Uh, this is especially noticeable when using a heavy application on the spray primer. You've ex uh, if you've experienced this issue, da 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 da. So basically, there's a slight, like there's been a slight miscalculation in the chemical mixer. It hasn't been mixed properly, so there's been a mistake in the machinery somewhere by the look of it because i can see a comment by warren johnson uh of beast of war fame it looks like there may be an issue with some of the desert yellow stuff as well uh i guess we'll find out because he's having issue as well uh beast of war or on tabletop also have a storefront and do sell army painter stuff so if they're noticing it as well it might be worth watching this story a little bit like, again like it's not this isn't actually a big deal like these are this is something that happens in the industry all the time i don't think we see it in tabletop as much because a lot of the faults that we have in this industry are either stuff that gets accepted like the issues that you get with resin warping and stuff is kind of just like the, it's just what you deal with put it in some hot water it'll be fine right uh, or it's miscast in which case the company nine times out of ten will just send you a new one mm -hmm. um as opposed to recalling which is just not like recalling costs companies a lot of money yeah i mean like, it, 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 this is the kind of thing that would, it would have completely like you know gone past my radar just you know when there's so many different options of of spray options out there i mean yeah, between yeah. you know you got army painter you got citadel you got anything off the shelf at your local hardware store that will work just as well too and in my case because i'm sick and tired of dealing with rattle cans i just airbrush prime you know i, I avoid rattle cans as much as i can unless it's an mdf kit yeah if it's uh, an mdf kit you kind of need a rattle can well no, mdf kit you can uh, do a, a pva water mix and run that through an airbrush too and well that's true yeah so but yeah i mean i that, that's just where i've gotten at this point of like i'll just airbrush primer on or i'll get the you know the vallejo you know that you run through the airbrush and just brush it on but yeah it's you know something like this this could be a huge issue because primer what's it designed to do stick and allow things to stick to it so if you spray some crap primer on you've got crap primer stuck on your plastic that's a pain to get off period yeah uh on this it's a specific it's only the black that they're reporting on um basically they say to email them do not try to fix the problem reach out to them uh and there's a specific email that you'll see on screen uh the link in a show notes takes you directly to the picture that we're looking at so you'll be able to see it uh, and they're saying it's two to three working days to get back to you i wouldn't be entirely surprised if that extends out a little bit because As these more things more. usually do yeah um because it depends on how <coughs> widespread the problem is a and to be fair let's be fair there will be people that will try to take advantage of this to get money back because that's always well, and some of the comments are saying that some people have had issues with other colors too they there's a guy that yes posted desert yellow so it, well that's what i was just... talking about earlier that that's yeah. the comment by warren johnson i was referring to. Yep, they'll probably see more of this in the future. Yeah. Um, moving on, still on Army Painter, uh, because last episode, we may remember... Wait, was it last episode? Where I the got the surprise package? Yeah. Uh, 
I get the surprise package of Warpaints Fanatic, which I've kind of played around with a little bit. Not a lot. I need to do some more testing on it. Um, it looks really nice, honestly. I mean, I'm only judging on the ones that got sent to me, which are obviously picked by them. But this is the third version of their mainline paints at this stage. And they're basically trying to fix what most people would say is the issue with them. Because generally, all paint lines have good colours and bad colours. There are no perfect paint lines. If you think they are, if you think all, if you think a particular paint line is perfect, A, you're wrong. And B, you probably haven't been looking very hard. Um, like, they just, it doesn't exist. Uh, but one of the big complaints about the Army Painter range has been that certain colours are very watery. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It depends on how you want to paint. It depends on how impatient you are. Because if it's a little bit watery, then it kind of helps with keeping the thin layers and stuff down. But if you're having to do four or five layers before you get a decent coverage, then that's a problem. Uh, but at least in the pictures that they're showing us at this stage, and you'll notice that they are using some colours that are quite notoriously bad for all ranges, hello yellow, um, coverage, by the look of it, is much better. Now these are just being painted over bases, um, so it's just, and these are actually pictures, like you can see the brush lines and everything, so it's going to be interesting to see how this actually goes in real life. Mm -hmm. 216 paints, they're going quite strong, so by basically taking one line and replacing it with the new one, uh, they've kind of redesigned their colour schemes, like they're still doing the whole triad thing, because Army Painter's whole thing is that everything should be easier and it's just get it back getting it on the table faster uh, it doesn't mean that you can't use them for more high-end painting it's just this is how they try to push them um but they're kind of pointing out what i would argue is fairly obvious like you don't necessarily have to stick with color triads uh but they're kind of like showing that you could go in and around to kind of change I, I, the shades I, a little bit I, I think they're sticking with that given that a certain other uh well-known painter in the industry that has his own paint line now has specifically designed his paint line based on you know the color triad well uh, they, they're, they're not the, the three color so yeah well but he fair, is most companies are doing it army painter have been pushing it like every time that their lines go out um duncan definitely didn't start that duncan yeah, but, uh, has jumped he, on the trend well yeah but he's he's pushed it more as as far as like others go in my opinion uh one company that doesn't do that i would say is scale 75 um they yeah they just have like this is a paint line and da 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 da, -da. which uh, don't get me wrong it is a great paint line i do love it i mean i've got two more sets of it coming here as soon as uh because uh, i got the i did the kickstarter for their uh at their airbrush line to see how that was yep and and they had great deals on their sets so i have a couple more uh uh their metallic sets coming to see how those are so um because i want to stop using games workshop as much as possible that's I hate, pretty much what i've done in as far I as hate, paints is concerned I, I think there's only like two things that i have not found a replacement for and well a couple of their washes and the uh their gold they have that gold that games workshop has is just absolutely brilliant so as soon as i can find a replacement for that i'll be happy <laughs> um i've pretty much found it yeah i've pretty much moved away from everything at this point although i've never used that gold either because i was getting out before it was around i know it's meant to be good but i've just never had a reason to use it yeah um like, i think this is i think this is interesting uh, it's obviously something that they will continue to be able to push out and expand later i think this is probably a decent starting depth um the color choices feel fairly balanced like with speed paint when it first came out there was this heavy lean in one direction just because of how they were doing it uh this feels like there's a lot of reds there's a lot of blues there's a lot of greens 
Lions. Um, I think they're starting at a fairly decent level. It'll be interesting to see when more stuff comes out and obviously review samples and stuff. Uh, yeah, moving on to, I think, some GCT goodness. Yeah, GCT goodness. So, Bushido. I love Bushido. And we are starting with a lovely rat person. Uh, so this is for the Cult of Uri. That is a they great have quite looking a few rat rats. person. I love this mini so much. Uh, I, I believe I said something along the lines of, darn you, GCT, stop making nice models. I don't want to have another faction um, because there's a couple things in this that are really, really tempting. Uh, you could build a full list of rat people at this point. Um, there's a quick look at the card for those that want to see it. Uh, looks like it's going to be quite nice. 14 rice. Um, we'll need time to see how it performs on the table, but in theory, it looks like it's going to be quite nice. Next up, grab people, although this is just a giant crab. Although, actually, technically, this is two giant crabs uh, because this is Kani-chan and Kani-kun. So I would imagine that this is a male and a female crab. I'm hoping that we get slightly different sculpts. All they would need to do is change one of the claws to be smaller or bigger because depending on the type of crab, the ones that have like the big punch crab are male and the females have equally sized claws. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and that's the card. Uh, 15 rice each. You can have up to two of these. So again, in theory, this looks quite nice, but we will see. Bushido is one of these games where like it's like, they have worked their rule set so tight that they can change one thing and know exactly how many points it is. It's quite impressive. We also have, I forget what this guy's name is, Brother Zandaka, uh, who looks cool. Silver Moon Syndicate. Um, yeah, I kind of like, he's like, I'm fine. Why would you possibly think that I'm corrupt, officer? Look, I'm just standing here. Ignore the dead body. I was, it was here when I got here. That, that's what the face makes me think of anyway. Apparently they're an assassin, so yeah, I like it. <laughs> I just read that he has a monologue rule. A monologue rule? Yeah, under unique effects, monologue. When this model makes a successful ranged attack with this weapon, the target model gains a frightened marker. So basically he talks them into being scared. I kind of like that for a villain. That's fun. And then as far as previews is concerned, our very last one is this lovely falconer who has, surprisingly, a falcon on their arm. What? Um, I know, right? It's so shocking. Crazy. And Zama the falconer. Uh, I'm sure that this is going to be very, very popular. So yeah, time will tell. Uh, 16 I rice. Like this one. I, I, I like the look of it as well. Like this feels, this feels very, um, oh, I'm blanking on the historical figure. Uh, it, it feels very Ven Genghis Khan. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, it has a very uh, strong Mong Mongolian look. However, yeah. uh, the the Northern Islands of Japan, this is also a very common appearance too for the, the way yeah. the, the clothing is. So, because um, Mongolia and Japan, they're not close. close. Yeah. Well, they're, they're separated by a pretty, ch pretty big chunk of water. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, something that you actually can buy, House Long Shadow. No previews of the cards here at this stage, but this is the long rumored. I have actually known this was coming for about six to 12 months. Uh, I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was coming uh, because I had heard whispers. Um, but this is finally an actually themed box that you can buy for the ninjas. The ninjas are the only faction that's really never had a starter set of their own because the problem with the ninja faction is that all players always kind of play them very differently because they're very much a puzzle that you can put together in a way that you want. So creating a starter set never really made a lot of sense. So they built a themed box around a certain idea, uh, kind of like what they did with that box set of like the witches with the really cool skeletons we looked at.
looked at some time ago. Um, and the fox dudes for the um, uh, for the monks. I really like the look of this. Um, and I'm I, I kind of want this. Kind I'll buy it. Or... I'm not allowed to buy it, but I really want this. <laughs> <coughs> kind of, or you're going to get it in the future. I kind of want this. I'm not saying I'm buying it. I don't need a third faction, but I do like ninjas. Neither do I for dystopian wars, but it's going to happen for me. <laughs> like to be, it's going to happen at some point. But yeah, uh, I I really like these. I'm just curious. These are actually going to be resin. Ooh, nice, nice. It's going to be interesting to see what they look like in person. I really like the way these look. Uh, out of the five, yeah, out of the five things we just looked at, any favorites? Oh, uh, the falconer. The falconer. Yeah. Yeah, even though I will say that the Falcon looks a little big to be a Falcon because it looks more like the size of a hawk, but I do like yeah. that model still. She, she could just be that small. That's that true, too. True. That is true. Um, true. It's also worth remembering that this is like a fantasy Japan. Yeah. So it could just be that it's just a really big Falcon. I, I'm tossing up between quite a few things. I think I lean towards the ninjas, very closely followed by the rat person. But there's nothing in this so far. It's been literally months since I've seen anything from the these guys that I haven't looked at and gone, I really like that. I mean, as far as like standard pose, I mean, the one that's kind of just standing there is the guy that's like the assassin type guy. And he's just kind of standing there in what should be a really boring pose. But this pose says so much about the character. He's very clearly being manipulative here. Like everything about what they're doing at the moment is really, really strong. Moving on, let's look at a Kickstarter. So first things first, Anvil Industry are not Broker Anvil Miniatures. I'm just making this clear because we had the story recently about a company with Anvil and people may get the two confused. Uh, I don't want people thinking that we are pushing news out to advertise for a company. Well, we're not advertising. This is just a story I found cool. Um, but yeah, this is not the problem company that we spoke of a few episodes ago. So this is 3D printable bank heist miniatures for tabletop gaming. So these are just miniatures. I kind of like, I haven't really seen this done. I mean, I've seen criminals and I've seen cops and so forth, but I've never really seen cops and robbers was done for a long time. I mean, there's definitely some modern games that push this idea. I really like this as like a gaming type scenario. I think you could have a lot of fun with this. I mean, Cops versus Robbers is something straight out of our childhood. Childhood. Like, 100%. Like, you could play this very, very easily. And there's so many board games out there that kind of do this. Uh, this is not directly connected to a game, but I think you could write a game around this very, very easily. Or just take a rule set that you like and go, okay, it's this, but we're changing this slightly. Um, I mean, the cops... Sorry, the, the robbers start inside the safe, I guess, and have to get away. Like, you, you could change... Like, you could change the scenario in this very, very easily. Uh, Looks-wise, this, like, looks very modern-day-ish. They kind of talk about how you could slide it into sci-fi if you want to. And, and I agree. Like, there's not really much that needs to change to make it sci-fi. Um, there's, there's a video game that I can't think of what it's called that kind of does this as a multiplayer game, and it's very clearly taking inspiration from it. What I love about this is how modular the minis yes, are. I agree. But you can you can pretty much change up whatever mask it is that you want to wear. Uh, they don't even have to have masks. They can just have faces. There's several different body types. There's several different... Like, and for both factions. It's not like you have, well, these are the police and these are boring and these are the criminals and look how fun they are. Like You can do pretty much anything you want with both of them. I really like that. Um, and yeah, everything's been designed to fit together pretty much. You could even probably play around with it and have somebody dressed 
up. All you'd have to do is swap out one of the heads to make it look like um, somebody's betrayed the cops or somebody's dressed up as a security guard but is actually a bad guy or something. You, you could do that very easily. Uh, even things like, like the individual weapons, the smoke grenades look really good. And smoke grenades are things that should look boring, let's be fair. Um, there's an STL pack, which is £15, which is just four items. The Mega Bundle is £50, which is for an early bird. Oh, hang on. This has ended since I added it to the... This ended overnight. Well, that's frustrating. Yep. Oh, sure this was This was actually live when I added it to the run sheet. You know what? I would still look at this because this is a company... Like, this will eventually go out. Um, I may actually put myself forward for this when it comes out. This will be out next month at some time and you'll be able to buy it separately. It'll be slightly more expensive, obviously. But if I had have noticed that, I probably would have skipped it. So we have a lot of things on our run sheet. I really like this, though. I think this looks really cool. Uh, it, it, it's a really cool, neat idea. It's yeah. And it's done in a way that it's... I mean, it's not a new, unique idea, but it's just it's no. done really well. Uh, I have a question. Of the cr criminal masks, which is your favorite? The criminal masks. Let's see here. Where are those at? You're about those halfway are the down. Coppers. Um... I like the where was it? Uh, I think I like the doggo one personally. I, I'm tempted to say the gorilla one, but uh, I'd say the monkey one. Yep, the gorilla. Oh no, no the actual monkey. Yeah, there's a gorilla, and then that and then same column at the bottom is a monkey. Yeah, the actual monkey. Why don't you say the gorilla? So the the same the same box same that picture. has the gorilla. Go down two heads, and it's a monkey. Oh, you're looking at actual miniatures. The predator mask is kind of cool looking too. Yeah, the predator mask is kind of cool too. Yeah. yeah. That, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll give that. Yeah. And. and they have like literally the um, Joker clown mask from the second Dark Knight movie um, from the second modern Batman movie rather yeah I really like this I just thought it was fun um, just disappointed that I didn't notice that it was closing so quickly when I added it to the run job, Bruce. oh well it happens uh, moving on some Conquest only one thing which, from Conquest which this looks awesome yep so this is another one of their limited time diorama type things you can use this game if you wanted to but it's it's designed more of as a, a collector's limited edition piece that you you can buy as kind of like just a display piece and it's gorgeous yeah uh, these I things are more expensive for fairly obvious reasons uh because these things have much more detail and stuff going on this is very very impressive um i love these spartan-esque armor pieces yeah no i really like it. the minotaur in the background is phenomenal uh and i like the fact that all of them like they do come on regular bases so if you didn't want to risk the diorama piece you could still put these on a regular base if you wanted to I was just, um, it's a very um uh primark horse heresy forge world kind of thing where the the base like goes into the diorama base yeah i mean that's actually the way that their game is designed where like everything has round bases but they go onto like a square kind of movement like template. movement base type thing <clears throat> uh but if this doesn't fit with the rest of your army and you wanted to use it in game you could obviously then have the two separate or whatever uh, or you could just build your whole army so that everything kind of revolves around this idea but that would be a lot of work uh, I really like this. Um, I mention this whenever we talk about Conquest because we do have a referral code for them. If you're buying anything directly from the Parabellum website, if you use the code Getting Tabled, uh, you'll get 10% off the order, and it's it's a free way that you can help support us. We get a slight kickback from that. So, if you want to do that, please do. Moving on. Blackside Studios Terrain. What? I know, right? You have terrain. Uh, no, we no. have a small gas station here, which in theory is something that you should. Say, yeah, it's a gas station. But this is a really cool looking gas station. Also, I like the fact that somebody's. Actually actually done just a small town one rather than 
some big fancy one that city. clearly belongs in the middle of a city. Yeah. Like this is something that, to be fair, feels like it belongs in a zombie apocalypse or a horror movie. I, I was going to say that the van they have in that one photo, it, it's got a window on the back. That's that's too many windows. I look at this and I, like, I see the, the beginning of like one of the Friday the 13th movies. Oh, you don't want to go out there. That's a, that place is doomed. Although I don't think that guy was actually in a gas station, but it's what comes to mind. This gas, and I, I'm not exaggerating when I see this, but I feel like I drive past a gas station like this when I go to Yellowstone because, you know, it's the, you know, last gas for a hundred miles. Like it has that gas station yeah. look where it's like, you know, they have like a prime location and they're taking advantage of it. And, but they're being as, you know, as cheap and just realistic. Yep. Yeah. It's, this is a beautiful look. Like, yeah, it's, this feels straight out of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I really, really like this. It's also like fairly affordable. I mean, it's not the cheapest kit that they do, but th- th- this is a lot of kit for the money. Uh, c- compared to some of the kits they do, this is like super affordable. Yeah. I mean, come on, Subway Station and Mall. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah. Especially when like, these guys have pre-painted as well. Yeah, so, for sure. All you have to do is put it together. Um, but it's not as good value as the next one. Okay, so we are currently waiting for second edition of Don't Look Back, one of my favorite games. Uh, and it's been delayed a little bit. It's not quite out yet. They wanted to have it out for Halloween, and this was going to be one of the things that they wanted to do for Halloween. They didn't feel comfortable releasing a product for it when it's not out yet. So they've thrown it up as a limited time only. You can only order this for free yes you heard that right this is currently being sold for free as a digital only product so it contains stls for the miniature that you see on screen and pngs for the actual cards for you to print out and play with yourself this is only available until the end of october it will come back at some point as a real actual product that will be sold for money and by the look of it it's going to be around the 25 dollar mark uh they do a gourd reaper thing every year for halloween it's kind of one of their traditions they didn't want to miss out on doing a new one but they just didn't feel comfortable releasing a new expansion when the main game isn't out yet so and i think i think i applaud them for that i think that's really really good they've kind of like they've they've done it as a freebie uh but they've kind of limited it so that obviously they're not losing too much so like you, you've got a window of like four days to buy this because this only went live yesterday the only thing i could su- i would suggest is if like later on like you could go buy it for 25 bucks or for like 10 bucks or whatever you could just order the card set if you already like you know because i mean like i think having like the actual like nicely printed cards from them like if you've got a great 3d printer you can print that stl like terrifying i get that but i would still love to later on down the road without having to buy the miniature from them just be able to buy the the stat card as well yeah so it is probably worth noting that getting cards printed isn't the cheapest of things to do um and depending on how many they think they're going to sell it may not actually be worth them doing that but but if that is something that they're going to be doing for certain things so it wouldn't entirely shock me if they offer this well if they are this limited if they're going to order like say 500 for the shelf like of the the miniature and the cards okay Mm. you know order 750 of the cards and then 
they've got 257 on the shelf or whatever. You know, it's like, and that yeah. will just make the bulk order a little cheaper because they're good. Well, not cheaper, but the cost per unit cheaper because they're ordering more of it. So I, if I were them, I would do that just for, you know, the people like myself that are going to want the nicely printed card. Yeah, certainly. So. Uh, last one from Battlesite Studios. Sorry, uh, Blacksite Studios is some Country Road Z minis. So Country Road Z is a game that's being released by Earthbound Games. These guys are doing some miniatures for them. Uh, I've just chosen the bundle here. You can buy all of these separately. I just chose the bundle because it... It was all four. It was all four and we can look at... These look really, really good. My favourite is the old man with the axe. I was going to say, dude with the axe. He looks like, you know, F around and find out kind of dude. Yeah, big time. Uh, I mean, none of them are bad. It's just that that's my favourite. And like, I just think these are... These are 35 mil scale, so these are a little bigger normally as well. So it's 32 mil to the eyes. Um, I, I really like these, honestly. I just think they look really nice. The guy with the sword looks like he's holding like an old cavalry sword that you'd get like in the army if you were in the cavalry. Yeah. The way, the, the way the scabbard is. It, that, it, that's, yeah, that is a cavalry saber. <laughs> yep. My uh, my NCO sword has the same kind of broguing on the uh, end of the scabbard as well. The scabbard, yeah. Uh, moving on. We are getting through it. We are getting through it. All right, socks. Time to take over. All right. So uh, last month we had the Abydos uh, Egyptian box set uh, released. Uh, we're talking about dystopian wars here. Uh, now we've got the Egyptian frontline squadrons. Um, so if you want to buy more support style ships for your Egyptian set, you got this. This will be released uh, actually to, uh, on the 25th of November. Um, so these are just announced by uh, War Cradle Studios. So these ones are just additional ships. Like I said, you get from the Abydos set, um, but allows you to build more uh, if you need to. Without having to buy the whole full thing correct exactly and then moving on we've got the falkenstein set battlefleet set for the imperium so by, we by the way well done socks you, you pasted the same link three times i i uh put news and links up there you probably have the old links in the old run sheet <laughs> oh socks um real quick um i had to show sam the um my my horrible joke that um made bruce roll his eyes and, and it was talking about the Scandinavian stuff. And, and Sam pointed ah. out that you mispronounced the uh, Einhajar. My bad. And, Sorry, Sam. And, and he corrected you at a couple other pronunciations of uh, some of the Norse stuff. I had no idea he could actually as Probably accurately pronounce them. <laughs> right. I, was, I was a little shocked. Uh, and mainly because we were also uh, breaking out the Lords of Ragnarok game too. And he's pronouncing some of the stuff. The only one he was able to get wrong was uh, the Swart Elf. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, j just to point, you know, work on your uh, your nurse pronunciations. Okay, my nurse pronunciation. Sorry. Yeah, I'll, it's... I'll work on that. <laughs> How dare you not be able to pronounce things from a language that hasn't existed for hundreds of years? Exactly. Anyways, back to the Imperium. We've got the Falcon Falkenstein uh, battle carrier set. Um, so we've got a new carrier for the Imperium um, with a couple of heavy gun batteries on the front and then a carrier deck on the back. Um, with already having two carriers in my fleet, two flagship carriers in my fleet. I don't know if I'll be getting this one, but I do like the look of it. Um, it does look nice. <clears throat> And then you got some support ships to go along with it. You got a couple of cruisers and some a uh, couple of destroyers and frigates to go along with that set. So that one's pretty nice. This next one that Bruce is the Bruce has only put this one up on the set is the Corone Battlefleet set for the Alliance. Um, this is the French. one that got my attention. Yes, uh, and I agree. Um, this is the, actually talking about the third faction that I'll be getting. Yeah, this is the third faction I'll be getting for Dystopian Wars. Um, so yes, you got this new fleet carrier for the Alliance. Um, has... And for those watching the video edition of the podcast, look at the big ship in the middle and look at what is literally sitting on it. That is the bottom of the Eiffel Tower. Bottom of the Eiffel Tower, exactly. If you scroll over two photos or three photos to the left, you will see that they you can change it out and you can get the top half of the Statue of Liberty on top of the or on the bottom half of the 
Eiffel Tower. Yeah. So that's a alternate version of this carry that you can do. And the the torch of the Statue of Liberty is actually a weapon that you can use in the game. So. <laughs> okay. Is it a trick of the photography? Or is the bow of that uh, flight deck, does it kind of and go down? It yep, it's warped down okay. a little bit. I'm sitting here looking at this like, is that like I could not see if that was actually curved or if my eyes were just going. No, it's warped down. Okay. Yeah, that was that was what stood out for me as well. But then along with it, you get a bunch of cruisers that you I could have be wrong, but I think it actually does this. I'm exaggerating, but I think it actually lifts up and then goes down. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, like the because like um, the HMS carriers, the, the the, they, the have British, they have the ramp up because they don't have gigantic carriers like we do. And that's, a, you know, like the, the last little bit is up so that they take up and off. This is like, like helping you splash in. Like you got to be good <laughs> or you're going to crash before you raise to take off. I mean, that seems very French, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I really like, like this box set. I, I, I really like this box set. So, so here's my complaint. Wait, mm-hmm. never mind. Never mind. No, no. I, I had to I say it in my head a few times. I was going to say it's a little disappointing point that you know something that's obviously french based and they're calling it the charlemagne but there's like wait wait wait, no 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 charlemagne was french so never mind yes Yes. and we actually have an alliance player in my group that we play with on wednesday nights and he's planning on getting this set so i'm looking forward to see it in the table probably not right away but here in the future he might get it for christmas or something like that from his wife so for anybody out there that's wondering why the french have the statue of liberty on it uh go and look up history yes agreed um can, can can we uh talk about how uh, uh there's a Picardy class? <laughs> I just saw that too. To be fair, he is supposed to be French. I mean, he's the most English-sounding Frenchman I've ever heard. But Picardy is supposed to be French. Well, I mean, yeah. If you if you we, we there needs like you need to like file down the detail in the little dome just to make it a smooth bald or or something. <laughs> <laughs> or find out what the toupee looked like when he auditioned for the roles of Picard and and make oh, the the little twirl look like the toupee that's funny. to be fair that was their idea not his he was against uh, he was against the toupee well no so so as an actor he had a toupee so that like you know he could wear it to show what he looked like with the hair and he yeah. auditioned for the role with the toupee actually so he flew to california and then his wife had to put the toupee on a different flight the next day so it like it was a day behind him on a flight, and he yeah. auditioned wearing everything, and everyone stopped by the room real quick when he was like afterwards just to see what he looked like bald, and they decided to go with him bald. Yep. Um, I I don't think there's any question about this. The highlight of this month's releases is that it's, giant carrier. It, yeah, it's, I agree. It's one of the best giant ships they've done for some time. Um, yeah. So I saw and they as, have a lot of really good big big ships. Yeah, they do. So I saw this as a war host uh, a few months ago as a preview photo, and been waiting for this one to. Find finally get released because i do like the look of this carrier socks i have a very 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 important question for you and this is an actual legit question this is not a barcode like pun (laughs) if you were to do the carrier with the statue of liberty are you painting her copper or are you painting her oxidized copper it's a good question um i would probably paint her just a regular copper because it's i i think that's the correct answer but i Mm. think either or would look phenomenal 
really good. I mean, you could do a little bit of both, a little bit. It would be tough to do, but I, I think one way or the other would be. The I, way I, mean, to go. I can see like uh, the the creases of the robe, like in the bottom of those, like doing some of the oxidation down in there, like the whole. Because I think the Statue of Liberty absolutely looks more brilliant that oxidized green than if like we spent how many millions a year polishing sure and keep here looking like copper. I think the oxidized look looks so much better. But right, I, can right. see, I can see in this world and universe the way things are like. No, she's, you know, proper copper. Yeah. And and for those that are wondering why I didn't mention it, yes, there is actually a Statue of Liberty in France as well. There yes. is actually two of these statues. Um, I, yeah, that's really, I, I would say the oxidized look is going to be the better look. Well, g- given that this, and there's a third one, Bruce, there's an exact replica in Vegas too. Um, yeah, but we don't care about that one. <laughs> so, so, and here, here's why, like, this is like Victorian steampunk era, right? This is in the 1800s ish, 1875 ish. Yeah. yeah. So, not. and this is on a you know fully man crewed military vessel. You know, in the yeah. military, there's a reason why like the polished shiny stuff is all always polished and shiny because there's either you know the lowest rank or someone who's screwed up really bad. And that's what they get to do is polish that stuff to where it's shiny. That's a very good point. In world, it would actually make more sense for this to be polished and shiny. And and, and like I said, the aesthetic of it, I could totally see going for the oxidized copper, like making it look authentic to how it looks now. But that's why I also agreed with Socks of, you know, doing the actual copper, I think, is the better choice because that would be more fitting for the era and especially on a military vessel. Uh, I have a question of my own, actually. You may not know the answer to this. That arm, is it posable? I don't know, and my guess is probably not. It does look like a separate piece. It is a separate piece, but it it may actually have a lug on it to lock it in place. you, You may not be able to pose it, however... With the uh, the ripples of the robe, there's no reason why you couldn't, you know, green stuff a little part to uh, have it pointing straight ahead. Straight out. Well, the artwork displays it pointing straight ahead, and that's why I was asking. That is true. That is true. So depending uh, on the shape art. of the lug, if the lug is literally just a square, then you could pose it forward as well. But or, I, I don't or, know. Or you get two super little itty bitty tiny super little round magnets, and you drill it out and glue it, and then you can raise and lower it in game. Raise and lower it. Socks. If you do end up buying this you know what my request is and you know what you need to do see if you can pose it on camera that's it for the news that's it for the news yep we got through all of it george let's talk about an indie definition independent type slang word jargon and we are talking today about zealot miniatures which just look yeah just looking at the start of this already they look really pretty they they have the best miniature ever 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 um okay please just please explain the owlbear i was gonna say it's probably the owlbear because he likes his his owlbear miniatures It, it is true. Um, I don't know if we've looked at these guys before or not. I have a feeling we may have, but I wanted to look at them again anyway, uh, because there's definitely we've, stuff here that's new. We've looked at something similar, but I don't think it's this I don't stuff. Know, I don't think it's been Zealot before. I think we may have looked at these guys as a news article at some point, and then I promised to come back to them. Uh, I'm just going to... I did, Socks, do you have anything in particular you want to have a quote, closer look at? Uh, I'm perusing through stuff right now. Uh, give me a minute. So 
I'm just I'm going to start with the owl bear for obvious reasons because it's the one that George went <laughs> about. <Cuckoo over. laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because no, he is I... right. Like this thing is amazing. Here's the thing that I find interesting: owl bear is a D and D creation, right? It is. Yes. Uh-huh. It's it's like the beholder. This isn't something that they co-opted. This is something they created, right? I I, I believe owl bear is an original creation of Dunge- from Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know, and it's not the first time I've seen this. Everybody just calls them owl bears but whenever somebody does a beholder everybody calls it the the eye terror i yeah um this is actually something i brought up at pax with somebody that had one in one of their card games they were designing i was like you might want to be careful about that because i'm pretty sure that wizards of the coast own that name usually people call them eye terrors um and it was just like like, i could be wrong but just be careful because you don't want to get slapped and have it ruined and it was a game that deserves to get some attention so i just gave them a heads up on it uh i can't disagree with you george like this thing is absolutely gorgeous okay. so, so so i think i have a bit of an answer to that yep so the beholder was first created by a couple guys um oh no one guy uh terry um i'm gonna spell the name before i say it k-u-n-t-z cunts okay, oh, okay. I it first it would be um, it would be a hard you. It would be unts. Yeah, whatever. So he created the beholder. So there may be some licensing there because I specifically look for Al Bear, and that is a one hundred percent specifically created by Gary Gygax. And I guarantee you, as part of his will and testament, anything that he specifically coined a name for cannot be copyrighted or trademarked because that would have been totally against what Gary stood for. Okay, no, that's fair. That that would be so, the way reason why then i knew there had to be a reason i just didn't yeah. know what it was so, so yeah the, the beholder wall it is an original DD. it was not created by gygax versus the owlbear was created by gygax and i guarantee you part of his legacy is stuff he created a lot of it can't won't you know that that's why there's probably all the uh the ogl stuff and all the uprage and outroar on that is because of of how long DD has not been licensed like that so to say mm. yeah that's my guess so and that's probably why you see owlbears versus eye terrors yeah possibly um i really like the great owl uh, there's a couple of things about owls like a i can't help like whenever i talk about owls i have to bring this up this whole idea about owls being really wise and stuff because of how they look and they literally are the stupidest birds on the planet and i mean literally they are the most stupid birds on the planet you've you've never uh dealt with quails have you no no i haven't but i, I was quoting if anything oh quail, quails are the dumbest fair enough <laughs> uh, this tower this at uh, the owl looks even better honestly the, the great feathers are amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I love how the fact it's got that very straight, square jawline, so to speak. Yeah, for, like that's just that's another one of those like very like the regal look of the owl is that that line like that that just looks so good. Owls are I love owls. They are so beautiful. Yeah. Have you ever seen one of their skulls without feathers? Because they look stupid. Then <laughs> most skulls look stupid. To be fair, uh, no, a hippo skull looks absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've also opened up the Goblin Shaman. I thought he was fun. So if you go into he, Dungeon Scenery. Fun. So Dungeon Scenery. Yeah. Uh, how many rows? One, two, three, four, five, six rows down in the middle. You got the Dungeon Bunny, and Tame and Vicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> 
let's be fair. This is done. This is straight from. This is straight from um, Monty Python. Monty Python. That is a hundred percent what's inspired this. Yeah, just how cute the buddy looks, and all of a sudden it turns vicious. And and I like the fact that they've made their own version of this. It's not just stolen. Like this is a hundred percent their own creation. If anything, it looks cuter than the original one does because this is a cartoon bunny. Yes. Well spotted, socks. This is amazing. Oh, I kind of want to throw that at a D&D party now. <laughs> the problem with that is that if you if you ran a scenario and set this up, everybody at that table is going to know what's going to happen. But I would also argue that nobody is going to avoid it because everybody's going to want to see it happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because everybody, like, gen- even if you don't know the movie. You do, this at a, you do this at a younger generation who hasn't heard about it, they might not know as well. Well, that's our fair. Generation, our generation or those that are familiar with the movie, even if they haven't seen it, yes, you're, I, I would agree. I reckon meme culture would probably bring it to light as well, though. Bruce, I, I have instructions. I have instructions for you. Yes. Fantasy terrain. Fantasy terrain. Yes. Then just sort from high to low. High to low. And then there's a wizard's tower. Oh, that is. Oh. Oh, that town gate is incredible. Uh, this is what we. This is the stuff we were looking at originally. Yes, I knew that there was something we were looking at that is town that, gate originally. Is this what the like? You need some deep pockets for this. Yeah, just a little. But holy smokes, dude. Yeah, it's incredible. Only thing I will say is I wish there was more pictures. Though it's out of stock anyway, but... Yeah. Uh, the mansion one. The mansion's got some pictures too. Ooh. Oh. Oh, Bruce. Um, so the mansion, right? 126 pounds. Uh, yep. But it's modular, so you could use it for a, a Black Sight Studios game. Oh, it is right. too. Right? Yeah. Go, go like, hunt a yeah, go hunt a vampire in an old creepy mansion. Like yeah. it's freaking perfect. Um, it is expensive though. Whole, I mean, well, it's because these yeah. things are huge. Yeah, I no, will I, say this: I, I think the terrain should have sizes listed. In saying that, we're also looking at stuff that's not currently available. So yeah, the grammar from shop off. is is amazing too because it's mod. It's uh, it can pull out, but it, the, just the, the amount of detail it has with all the shop. I'm going to open up just as an example the Gotham ruin. Yeah. Yeah, so now what that this is something they need to fix and change. Um I would oh no this one does have sizes. So there we go. That one is 99 euros and its dimensions is uh is there an inch measurement? No, it's just in. So that's 295 mil. So 295 mil to inches is so it's basically a foot square. I don't know. So it's that's- one foot by about 14 inches by one foot. That's a pretty decent size. Yeah. yeah. So 375 is, uh, it's actually about closer to 14 inches. So the length is 14 inch, so 15 inches. It's about a foot tall and a foot wide. The roughly. wizard tower is almost two feet tall. Oh, is there actually a oh. size on that? Yeah, Did you I just scroll down and you scroll uh, down the okay. wizard tower. So it's six, just over six inches by nine inches and then it's almost two feet tall. Yeah. It's oh, they're tall. all modular. The wizard tower's modular too. Oh my goodness. It, it would have to be if this has been because most of these are being 3D printed. Um, but the size of these things is... Like, and that's why you're paying so much. These things are huge. Like, you are literally looking at a lot of time to print these things. Yeah. So that's just a small taste. I mean, it's probably worth... Like, seriously, you could probably spend hours on this, and we easily could. Um, Blacksmith Forge looks pretty nice with all the detail as well, with the, the furnace and the anvil and workbenches. Just because I've noticed it now, go back to the very, very front page, and four lines down, you have the 
bookcase mimic. Wait, what? Uh, shop. Is this in fantasy? No, no, no. Go back to the very, very front page where you started. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, got it. Okay, back. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, everybody loves mimics, but you that that is amazing. Also, it's apparently a scorpion mimic. mimic. It has a giant tail. Tail coming up. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a bookcase. Of course it's going to be a scorpion one because it's a tall bookcase. And... <laughs> um, I could just... I could spend so much time going through stuff here. Just Yeah. There's also an infant Tarrasque right next to it, which is, is just it? a really cool idea. Oh, it's so cute. I want to hug it. It'd be worth it. You'd die, but it'd be worth it. So, yeah, like there is a lot of stuff. You could spend a lot of time here. We have barely scratched the surface. Uh, so let's move on and talk about some hobby. Dream, blue, crying, paint. Um, all right. So I've been up to a few things. Like, um, I had a couple of games. I'll go into those a bit later. I've also been building stuff again because I, I kind of, I'm finally coming back out of the funk that I've been fighting through again, which is nice. Um, first things first, I made a couple of changes to Entropy City. Uh, I might actually read one of those things shortly. Um, but I've also been buying things and I haven't bought minis for actually a while, honestly. Uh, but this isn't going to mean much to socks, but George should know what this is straight away that i uh yeah i, I saw that and i knew what it was when i saw it i i'm not a fan of that skin color for a model like that but i i know how much you love them do you, do you know do, do you know what this actually is yeah it's a crew no the mini oh no i don't know specifically how what big it is. is yeah this is inquisitor oh the out of print ga game from the early 90s early to mid 90s oh this is 54 millimeter scale i also have a katachan mini which has been converted by the guy that was selling it so these are second hand obviously i didn't paint them uh, I don't know if I really like the conversion he's done on the gun, just because I, just because I would prefer it to have been the original Laz gun. But it actually does look quite good. Yeah. I quite like the arm as well. I don't know if that's the original arm or not. I assume that it is. Um, so Inquisitor, Inquisitor hasn't been in print for a very long time. It never really took off. Um, I would probably argue that it was before its time. For, for Sock's point of view, Inquisitor is uh, it's based in Forhammer. What Forhammer? Warty K. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, and it's kind of it's halfway between a war game and a role playing game as opposed to just being a war game um, this was around third ed I think George you might be able to correct me on this I think it was fourth. around third ed that they were trying fourth. to push it out was it fourth was it I think it was fourth. it was around the same time where this story was going away from it being all about oh look how silly and funny this is to everything is going to become serious now because this is the moment where all of the bickering and stuff started getting pushed into the story yeah i want to say it was fourth um, because that's when tau and crew were released was fourth edition warhammer so yeah hmm. or 40k yeah so yeah uh and it kind of like it never really took off i would argue that if, if they were to redo any of their old games i know everybody wants battlefleet gothic and everybody wants mordheim i think this is money they they would make big money from redoing this i would argue they have to change the scale though yeah because uh, one of the big problems with at the time was that people like knowledge about how to do things in hobby wasn't as widespread as it is today and information wasn't as easy to come across and those that did know tended to not everybody but back uh, george and i will remember this i don't know so much about socks but there was a point in time where like if you knew how to do something and people were asked oh that looks really cool how did you do that a lot of people would go oh you'll have to find out for yourself rather than actually share information mm -hmm. uh, there was yeah. a lot of gatekeeping especially back then yeah yeah the the silo of knowledge of um yes yeah, so i've been doing you know 
general hobby stuff for this long and have developed these skills and I'm not going to share them and make it easy for you. You have to put in the time like I did. Like, Yeah. Thankfully, that has changed. I mean, there are still some people like that that exist, but basically they don't get friends. Yeah. <laughs> I, legit. Uh, those people don't generally tend to get accepted anymore. Um, uh, one of the big problems with this is that everybody's terrain was all at a scale and didn't really work, which was an important thing. And at the time, that was a big problem. Uh, it's not so much a problem anymore because yeah. people know how to build terrain and 3D printing. You just boost things up and like it's not actually yeah. that big of a deal anymore. Most people know how to do stuff. Um, but I think if they was to redo this, make it in, whether they make it in 28 mil or maybe push it up to 40 mil or something, if they want to do the whole, hey, this is a reason why you can do it. Because if they make it 28 mil, then yeah. let's be fair, Games Workshop will find a reason that you have to buy more minis. That That is what they would do. Yep. But Dungeons and Dragons is literally mainstream right now. Board games is literally mainstream right now. Not mm -hmm. so much wargaming, but I genuinely think they would make a fortune with this. To the point where I've made the argument about how I don't believe there's enough room in the market for Age of Sigma and Old World at the same time. That would solve that problem for 40k. Yeah. Because it would be something different. Um, I've also been building, which I was hinting at a minute ago, and I know that you and the Patreon know this, but I have been building trailers. So a few months ago, we looked at the trailers from Black Sight Studios. I've got two of them built at this stage, as long as one of the staircases, and that is Major Sox's front lawn there on the inside. Yeah, I saw that. Thanks. I don't have you that know why I'm making... in my yard. If, if, if you know why I'm making that joke, then you get to know. Um, well, they all come... So, so, so to be fair, though, um, th that structure and uh, lawn decoration, that's more in the panhandle area, Bruce, not the uh, peninsula where Sox is at. Yeah, he's in Florida. It's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we could tell you're. I, not I in really America. like this. Like, honestly, no. <laughs> I do like the cinder block uh, riser. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say that that is a nice little touch under there. The the cinder blocks and the fact that they're not you know vertical. You know, they're a little canted. Like it's it's yeah. slid a little yeah. bit. Like a, a hurricane came through and blew on it. Uh, a little there's bit. also another one. We have the blue one as well. I decided to go a little bit more weathered with this. I mean, there was a broken door on the other one and some broken windows but I kind of went a little bit further this time just trying to make them out because I'm obviously my intention here is to make them for Entropy City. The inside's slightly different colours on this one. You and use those for Blackside Studios too. Again, yes. Well, that is what they, they, they don't Yeah, I know that's what you got them aimed at. Wait, show me the interior again. I am very disappointed in that, actually. Why? Typical trailer house construction, the hallway that goes from the front to the back runs along the outside and all the rooms go into, there's no centralised rooms or hallways in trailers oh, okay uh, honestly i wouldn't know so yeah because if you have a, a hallway down the center of that thing, um, you're not going to have any room for any other anything else right <laughs> if you no, have multiple are... sets you can kind of swap and change pieces around to make them look good um god, i, I those... can do it with the roof as well god this looks so hot obviously good. it makes the oh, side that, look that, a little weird no that that looks perfect yeah. actually the two-tone with the eve that looks more fitting actually it does <laughs> uh the doors on these are actually like a thicker card as opposed to mdf you know which way's my finger going there you go just to give you an idea of how thin they are yeah it's like a two mil thick i don't know what that is in imperial we don't know how to count measurements 16th sorry i, I apologize socks i know that you know how to count it's just george <laughs> i think it's about 16th of an inch that sounds it's about nice. right uh this is one of the staircases with yeah, a, a hot tub. hot tub um building the hot tub i actually found a couple of errors with my kit uh it hadn't quite been cut properly one of the parts uh, had pieces on it that wasn't supposed to exist it wasn't that hard i just i just sl sliced them off uh also the walls on these were a little bit uh like they were too wide so i just sliced a couple of them down i 
I don't think you would know if I don't point it out, but you'll see that that one there, if you look closely, is actually a different size than the rest of them. Yeah. But that's pretty much the only real, yeah, pretty much the only real problem that you've got with that. Um, these obviously line up to the front door so that you've got that. It's kind of hard to do in the middle of the air. Sure. And then finally, there's also a back staircase, which is nice and boring. That looks more like the front staircase and that one. I like the fact. I like the back. Well, you could do it either way, really. Yeah. It just depends on how you want to lay it out. Like, it's all modular. I, I mean, unless you glue it together, which obviously I'm not going to because that yeah. would just make transporting yeah, it harder. Exactly. Um, because everything is painted in this, the stuff isn't painted. The stuff that isn't painted kind of stands out more. Um, like it, and it's the right color because this is literally wood. The boards are literally wood. Like it just makes sense. Honestly, <laughs> it kind of it really works. Yeah. Um, I'm really impressed with it. It hasn't been hard to build. Um, when I was building this roof, I didn't quite get the lineup on those the arches right, so they actually don't quite line up smoothly. That was my fault. Um, because rather than build it on top, I was building it and tried to make it straight, and they weren't straight. So, but honestly, it still works. It's fine. Uh, I I wouldn't mind having a second one of these. Honestly, but it is that good. I need to finish building what I've got and then put it on the table and then see. And I may end up buying another one. I may not. We'll see. But it's definitely been worth the money. Um, for those on Patreon that have been kind of following my story on this, shipping terrain from Black Sight Studios to Australia is very expensive. Uh, and this is like this isn't their fault. It's just the way that the industry is. Shipping anything from America to Australia or back is very expensive. We know this because we've mm-hmm. done it ourselves. We've looked into times. it, don't we, George? Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. Uh, um, I ended up using a yeah. I was gonna say when I uh, shipped you the kernel, I want to say shipping was I thought fairly reasonable for what I shipped, and it was still kind of expensive. It was like I think thirty bucks, forty yeah. bucks for which. You know, to go from where I'm at to where you're at, that's a huge distance, but it's still a fairly small light box. Like I actually shipped this through a redirection service, uh, and I've been kind of intending to do a video on my thoughts on it, whether I recommend it or not. Um, when I shipped this particular kit, I saved roughly around $75, $76 uh, wow. that I would have spent if I had have shipped it directly from them. And that includes the fact that I also paid for shipping twice because I paid for shipping in the US. And then again, to Australia. Um, that is massive. I had to go to the redirection service and then to me. Yeah. It wasn't quite as much with the book for Hermes, uh, for Hametsu, uh, but it was still cheaper. It was, I think it was 15 to 20 because it's not as heavy and it's not as much. Uh, the downside is, is that when you're delivering it somewhere, like the company that does it only uses their own courier service within Australia. Yeah. And if you're not physically at the location where you're having it delivered to, they will send it back and try again and then you will either have to pay them to do it again or you will have to go to them uh and i whoever it was that's delivering in my area i have had numerous problems with not just with this but with my ghostbusters pack a while back as well i would definitely still recommend them but i would be very selective with where you like if you're wanting to get it delivered to home and you're not going to be there probably don't do it this way yeah uh because you'll want to be there or you'll want somebody to be there to be able to sign for it because they will not just leave it by the door um and in the case of mine like i was having it delivered to work for obvious reasons uh and in the first time they went to deliver it they ca- they came to work and went oh this is a hospital this address must be wrong they didn't even try to deliver it they didn't even try i organized for it to be re-delivered with very specific instructions being that and if you're going to deliver it you need to do it after nine o'clock in the morning otherwise i won't be there because when they tried to deliver it the first time they tried doing it at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> when there are no businesses open. Who the hell is delivering? Or anybody at reception. Is it six in the morning? 
Hornage. I think they actually didn't leave the warehouse, is my suspicion. But I can't prove that. Um, so in the end, I either had to pay them another $6 or I was going to have to go into Melbourne to pick it up. And that's what I chose to do because I just happened to have days off the following week. Yes. Uh, I didn't have that problem with Hametsu because I organised for it to be shipped at home because I was going to be home. Um, so just like working at a hospital, obviously there is some issues there. Like if you're at a building that is multiple locations, you need to specifically say what level. Uh, you need to specifically say where. Like I have to have yeah. instructions that basically says like I gave instructions for them to leave it at reception. They basically got ignored. Um, but you would need to actually write that because if you don't write it in the address, it won't get looked at basically. So just be careful. Uh, well, it's not so much be just understand that not mean, all careers are flexible. Some careers have very strict rules and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if you're trying to organize things that don't necessarily fit inside that bubble, you will find it frustrating. I'm going to kind of lean on I've the saved whole. a lot of money. Yeah, I was going to say like saving 75 bucks and shipping, it's kind of almost worth a little bit of that hassle though. I mean, I had the same could... thing happen with my Ghostbusters pack and that, that got delivered on the second attempt, but it was exactly the same problem and I fixed the problems to make sure it didn't happen this time and it still did so yeah, yeah. i'm in a situation well I, I can't have things delivered to home because i won't be here because i work nine to five so yeah i get I I have guess, to be, I, i'm gonna have to be selective with when i choose to use the service i guess i, guess I should be pretty uh i have to be pretty, pretty lucky then yeah you work at home <clears throat> i yeah. know when a delivery truck pulls up to so, my house yeah there will be a video <laughs> on it at some point uh i mean there won't be I, I don't have referrals or anything because well i'm a nobody why would i have any um but for those like me that have been trying to fix this problem, I, I think I have found the solution here. It's not a new solution, but it's just not one that people know of, I don't think. So I'll go into it. I know Sox has said that he doesn't have anything. So everybody look at Sox and, and throw shade in his direction. Shame. Well, I wanted to get some Shame. 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 No, but. Shame. So yeah, if you guys um, remember two weeks ago, I was I'm on pretty the phone sure that we're going to be saying, yeah, yeah. In the middle of the last week's last episode. And so with current events in the world, yep. work has been insane. So. Uh, I haven't had much time to... Gee, somebody in the military being very busy. Yeah, right? So Lies. You sit behind a desk for a living. How can you be busy? Uh, George, what have you been up to? I suspect that we're about to turn that shade and I'll throw it back at you now. No. Um, uh, I've been studying for uh, certification exams, but uh, last weekend, uh, Sam was up and... I got really pissy with my new camera that it doesn't work with the app made by the manufacturer and the remote that I had does not work with the new camera oh, either. Yeah, that's right. So, but we, uh, Sam and I did film a, uh, let's play of his, uh, birthday present, uh, Stranger Things. Um, I just need to do a couple of things and release that to Patreon and then the rest of y'all at some point. Uh, nice. I feel like he and I did a fairly decent job of explaining the layout and how to play the game. So, um, still, still kind of. I, um, a uh, a a seventy dollar remote is no longer compatible with, and it's not even like it's like the GoPro eight to GoPro twelve. No, it's a GoPro eight to GoPro nine, and the remote's not compatible anymore. It's the next freaking uh, model. Yeah. It's so uh, not too much in the way of hobby. Um, I did I did have a thought on my uh, gaming desk or my gaming table that would essentially it, it's the same kind of thing, but it would essentially make the one that i bought like a worthless purchase now Obsolete. so but that's uh for the future so yeah yeah so yesterday I was spending some time there. You'll actually see that some of you may have seen the pictures on Instagram. I was helping a friend of mine play test a war game that I have actually spoken about before. 
he kind of taken a break just before pandemic and hadn't really picked it back up again because he kind of burned himself out like I did um, or, or have several times. Um, but um, we, we like genuinely had fun. It was, it's going really well. Things seem to be in a good place. He's kind of, he did what I have done like several times at this point. Um, oh, my camera's going weird. So I did see that picture and I, and I have um, two, two things to say about uh, the, the, the picture that you posted. I, I know it's probably still in development and testing, but I love the aesthetic and look of the miniature. Just that blocky design like that. I thought that yep. was just, I thought that was just really cool. Just like, you know, super basic and simple. Just kind of awesome. Everything has been just, yeah. And, and that is, uh, it has been designed very simple and basic look, looking. Basically the way he wants his minis to work is he wants the miniatures themselves to be all modular because you and, can like swap in parts in and out, different weapons and different shielding and stuff. Oh, like specifically like make it designed to be magnetized? Pretty much. Um, Like the idea, like yeah. you can have a tank, right? And you'll have like different turrets with different mm -hmm. weapons on them and like different shieldings that you can add or take off and stuff. So he's this, trying to make it so that it the kind of second works. thing that I loved is um, the fact that he designed the slot in the back to hold the actual dice. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think he actually that designed a, those bases too. Yeah, those bases don't exist in real life. I I, I think that is a, uh, the the last time I saw something like that that I thought was a really great idea was someone had taken the actual assets from Drop Zone for Drop Fleet and then made a little a little spot to hold a D6 to show how many tank assets how many infantry assets for the lo for the location and drop yep. fleet i yeah. i think that is a brilliant idea for, for, for given the scale of a, a whatever game um and i and i love the fact that the, you know that he's gone with that idea like no, knowing nothing about it yeah just having a spot to have a dice with it to you know mark something is a mm -hmm. great way to keep it there and in position it's something that people do in kings of war quite a bit as well because in kings of war you like make di little dioramas for each of your stands and stuff uh the bases that he designed because he really likes the round-lipped bases and i don't disagree with him honestly i really like them as well i think they look nicer um than the usual yeah g-dub style ones i mean the, the, i'm not saying the g-dub ones don't look nice they still do it's just aesthetically i like the rounded look yeah but, uh, but I, you like you can't get those in squares like they don't exist nobody has ever made them so he designed those in just really really simple cad design software uh yeah. into the size that he wanted are you looking they don't exist george i could tell you that for a fact um and basically because like, all he needs is the dimensions of what the base is right so he's just like i want it to be a square that's i don't know what the size is but let's say it's let's say it's 40 mil by 40 mil it's not but let's pretend it is and then it just needs to be this high and then i just need to round the edge and then there's an inside bit of it that needs to be like a mil lower and then you've got a base and he's kind of done the same thing with the frames it's a really really simple concept and it's worked really well that was one of the first things he actually did with the game because he knew what he wanted to do um i'm probably going to get him to try to do the same thing with my base size just because i want to see how it looks because round lip bases for the oval that i've chosen don't exist either uh it may it, it may not do anything for me but I, i'd like to at least see how it looks so that's it's kind of a cool idea uh i lost my game it was actually a lot closer than i thought no sorry no 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 i drew in my game i was convinced i was going to lose the entire game uh into the to the point where just before the end of the round is like we're still 
going to play this through, but I'm going to shake your hand now because I can't win or draw at this point. You have won. And I was actually wrong. I actually, I was convinced that I had lost, uh, but I was wrong because I was getting one of the rules wrong. So I actually was drawing when I didn't think I was. Um, and the <laughs> other thing I've been doing, not so much play testing with Entropy City at the moment. I've been kind of going back more to the writing side of things because I've kind of been after packs and it probably came out a little, I was a little bit burnt out after packs because of just how nuts everything was. Uh, I'm kind of coming back out of that now. I'm kind of itching to do some hobby again. Uh, but I've been doing a little bit of creative writing. So I've restarted writing the... Um, but creative writing is something I used to do a lot when I was younger. Uh, like I used to do competitive creative writing, uh, which is another story for another day. But basically, I kind of found my groove, I think. And I I know Sox has read it. I, I know George said he was going to later. I don't know. If I, I read it. I, I was but, in the middle of a, a massive server uh, issue, so... <laughs> Yeah, I remember. But basically, I kind of rewrote the start of what will become the law, uh, which is. Yeah, and I like it. is an interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, most seem to forget the days when Entropy City was a metropolis like many others. A city born of opportunity and wealth. People forget the moments where things almost changed for the better. The moments of sunshine in between the pouring rain. But sadly, when you felt the dampness for this long, it sometimes feels... So it sometimes is impossible to remember the warmth of the sun. This is the story... The story of Redemption Falls, a once great city that fell into an, an entropic state that it never recovered from. This is the story of small moments in time when the only way forward made so much sense. This is the story of a community that failed on all levels. These are the stories that could happen to anywhere, to any one of us. And that's the opening of what will become the law, basically. So the current plan is to write little short stories that all become one large story as part of the law. So we'll see how it goes. Just trying to find my groove of a way I've tried to I don't want to pay somebody to write when I would like to write it myself because that's kind of the fun of it but I think yeah. that's it for hobby everybody look at George talk nerdy to me and the cat climbing up the tower and down <laughs> and shaking the entire desk and... yeah yeah I know your, your, your cat does that quite frequently actually <laughs> Well, Sorry. she was behind Game my computer, today. like messing with the light and stuff. So I was glaring at her. So again, also that's glaring not at my cat. That, that she knows she's winning. That's Casey's cat, not mine. Casey's cat. Next time yeah, she's over I'm here, I'll cat. grab her. You'll hear how Casey's much she's cat. She she likes me. Um, <laughs> anyway, all, all right. So subject counts. Subject out. for today. Yeah, but we have discussed this briefly when talking about like news articles and stuff in the past a few times. But I don't think we've actually sat down and actually talked about the subject. And, and for some people. This is extremely controversial. And other people kind of look at this subject and go, I, I don't really get why this is a conversation. So let's talk about the most obvious one. You're walking into a Games Workshop store. You have 3D printed miniatures. You're not allowed to play with them because it's a Games Workshop store. And I'm not going to argue with them. I actually think that's completely fair. Uh, but I kind of want to have this discussion about like just, well, A, your thoughts on playing with minis that didn't come from the company in question. Uh, ignoring for a moment whether you are a, like just generally on the subject. Because obviously, if you're you're a volunteer for a company, then you will not want to do that because the whole point is that you're trying to encourage that company to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so here's my thing. I'm I'm, I'm going to do this real quick. Go go ahead. Sorry, finish. But quickly before you do, I just I talking specifically here about using models for a game 
that don't belong to that game, whether mm-hmm. they're 3D printed, made mm-hmm. by somebody else. Like mm-hmm. Maybe they were designed by a third party specifically for the game, but they're not sold by that company. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about games that are miniature agnostic because that's a different subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I... No, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, um, the 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 big elephant in the room, Games Workshop, um, they are very, yeah. very, almost to the point of um, uh, unbearably strict. Um, if you, if you are in a Games Workshop sanctioned tournament in a Games Workshop store, everything has to be from Games Workshop. I've even heard as far as even the bases. Like, if you like that rounded edge base better, yeah. because of the set, can't have those. You have to have a GW base. Nope. Like, everything. I think the only thing... Bases that do make a difference in Wargaming, in Warhammer 2, though. Yeah, yeah, but but if it's the same diameter, you know, it's... Yeah, but they can't be, because some of the some of them can't be the same right size. Yeah, but... Like, like, you, you, I, will, I will stand on a hill and fight with anybody yeah. who wants to argue over 2 mil. I'm sorry, 2 mil doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the way I base stuff, my stuff's already staying, because, like, I've got the thickness of the base, then the thickness of cork sheet, and then, you know, so it's like, whatever. But you know, if I were to do a rounded edge base under that, yeah, with, you know, you know, no, they're still gonna. Yep. The only the only thing they can't stop you is whatever kind of paint you use because they can't prove that. Um, and, and and that's Games Workshop in a Games Workshop store doing a Games Workshop thing. Fine, whatever. That's you know. But so now here here's the next monkey in the room. Okay, so I, I have a alternate miniature. Well, I'm gonna use it as an alternate miniature. So custodies, right? They have their dreadnought with the shield and the sword right i'm gonna have a dreadnought in my custody army it is not going to be a actual dreadnought though because it is a 3d printed version of the emperor and it is the same size base that came with it i'm gonna get a different base because i hate the base that came with it it is the same size base as the dreadnought so that counts it's approximately the same height it counts it is a really fancy claw and a sword shield and sword same difference now I can understand being in a Games Workshop store and they say, no, okay, that's fine. Yep. I'm not using a 3D printed version of that exact model and not paying Games Workshop for it. So I think that's okay. I am not using a recast. Also, that's okay. This is a completely different thing. It's going mm-hmm. to fill the same purpose and role. And I think it's fine. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. doing things slightly different is fine. I think my uh, my uh, Night Titan or what, the Imperial Knight, whatever it is, with the yep. Space Wolf bits, I think having those 3D printed bits, because Games Workshop doesn't make those, it fits more with the aesthetic of my army. I think it's fine. Plus, you've also bought the actual miniature. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. You have to buy the actual carcass too. Yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah. certain things. Um, yeah. But even like uh, Cromlech Studios and all these other places where they make an alternative that is not the exact same thing, I think it's fine. Um, and, and like I said, the monkey in the room is, the it, okay, if Games Workshop says, oh, we're going to sponsor this, but here's the things. Well, if they're sponsoring it, they can say that. Because if you don't, then they say we pull our sponsorship. That's on the TO if they want to deal with that mess. I get that. But yeah, if it's, 100%. Yeah, I don't think it's a big issue. So he- Here's the interesting thing, and I, I know I do this so rarely, but I'm going to point. I'm going to point this out. Just so I seem to have accidentally chosen a subject that. Oh, hey, look, there's no actual wrong answer here. Jeez, it's almost like I do this on purpose quite frequently. Yeah. Um, when I was originally in Warhammer, uh, and like I haven't played Warhammer regular for quite some time now, uh, but when I did, 
did, even in the outside unofficial community, there was still this stigma of if you had third-party miniatures, uh, then you would get looked down on unless they looked really cool, in which case it was okay. That, unless they look really cool, is still kind of happens. Um, but there's that there was always lines that people weren't willing to cross. Like 3D printing used to be a lot more obvious then than, than it is now, for example. I mean, you can still see if you look close enough, but from what I, I understand, some of these resin printers. Tournaments, yeah, in in unofficial tournaments that aren't directly linked to Games Workshop, um, it's actually fairly accepted now. Now, obviously, Games Workshop won't like that, but they, they're not involved. Um, when I was in the competitive community, it very much wasn't. If you was to turn up to a tournament at that point with a three D printed army, you would a automatically lose all of your like hobbying points that you would have gotten uh, if you if you were going to be allowed to play at all. People were at times turned away depending on how strongly TOs felt about it um, I much like you don't necessarily have an issue with it. it for me it depends on why it's happening um, what you're doing with it if, if you in 40k the whole point of 40k is to make something your own right yeah so I mean sure some of us are really good with green stuff and I may be able to convert everything to make completely different but I hate using green stuff I have no skill with it yeah. so that's not an option for me if I want to customize things yeah I mean well, I could learn but I don't want to learn let, let me add on to my statement so if if, if you've got like a primaris yep. marine lieutenant right but it is purely 3d printed is but is the exact you know you know millimeter by millimeter the game's yep. workshop model that's where i was I, leading i do have a problem with that because that's yeah, the intellectual so property I. period that that is just i have a bigger problem i have bigger problem with something else I have a bigger problem with something else that you mentioned. Oh yeah. I have no time at all for recasts. If you if you was to walk into a tournament that I was running with recasts, now granted, it would be hard to prove that, but if if it was obvious that they were recasts, now in saying that, I don't run tournaments. But if I was running a tournament and everything was recast, I would probably show you the door. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Because I am very much against recasts for that reason. But here's the thing, everybody wants to make Games Workshop out to be the villain. And hey, we will throw shade at Games Workshop all day every day if you give us the opportunity i'm really bad for it and i'm i'm making it clear that i shouldn't do it as often as i do i have been called out for it by my friends because some of the things that i say is not necessarily fair i don't actually have a problem with games workshop but i will point out the problems i have with things um yeah. if if i if i see them but games workshop are not the villain when it comes to this because they have not only the right to defend their ip they're actually required to by law otherwise they lose that IP. Yeah. Now, do they go after things that they don't have a right to go after? Yes. Um, that definitely does happen. They have lost in court a couple of times because of it. Like they lost against Chapter House as the most famous example. Ironically, they also sent that company out of business as well. Um, they definitely have gone after people that shouldn't have gone being gone like, that were just doing their own thing. Uh, but there are also other examples. Like we have we have looked at stories where like, there was an elder Kickstarter we were looking at, and it was literally just like this was just somebody ripping off Games Workshop and trying mm -hmm. to sell them on Kickstarter. Yeah. And we had another one that we looked at like a week, uh, an episode later where somebody was doing Eldar stuff, but it was completely different Eldar stuff. It was 100% their own thing. I mean, there was definitely some that looked close, but he had actually done work. Yeah. yeah. No. That, um, and, and, I, for me, that's like you. Like For me, that's the difference. Yeah. And, and that's the whole, like, you know, have they changed enough? You know, have they made the attempt to make it, you know, different enough? And yeah, it's, it's one of those, and it's a very gray area. 
Um, one of the things that, you know, I have spent hours looking at because it's one of the most common, you know, third party bit things out there is, you know, space wolf conversion stuff. Um, somewhere I've got a little, just everything is spice marines. Yeah. I've got a little resin kit of stuff that it's wolf pelts, uh, wolf pelts for the, uh, primaris dreadnought because they haven't done that yet. And you, I kind of like the, like the fact that, you know, the space wolf dreadnought has those bits. If you look at all the dreadnought kits out there, they're all the same except for the space wolf one that is its own specific dreadnought kit because of those couple little bits and so um i'm pretty sure because i'm pretty sure you've got the same kit i did have and gave away but i had the blood angel version of that from memory because it was for the redemptor dreadnought right uh for the primaris yeah yeah so yeah that's what i've got but it was a third party sculpture where we had the same kit but i had the blood angel one yeah yeah and they were gorgeous pieces too oh yeah but yeah Um, like we're talking games workshop games workshop and it's just that that, that's the obvious story here when it comes to 3d printed stuff there's not as much stuff out there for other companies because either A, it's not going to sell. And even like, for example, I'm just going to throw this out there. Dystopian Wars, because it's what Socks is into right now. I have never seen anybody design anything for 3D printing for that because I can nigh on guarantee you nobody's going to buy it if they do. Because anybody that's playing that game are also wanting to support the company because yeah. it's not large enough where anybody... I mean, is there people out there that try to rip off um, other companies? Yes. And I might actually give an example later. Um, because I became aware of one that I actually pointed out to a company very quietly in the background. If you lost your stuff, hey, I'm probably responsible for it. Um, but socks. Yes. Ignoring dystopian was for us, like just generally on the subject itself. When it comes to like alternate models or like 3D printed models for a game or something, do you have a line that you would draw? There's no wrong answers here. I'm just curious. Yeah. So you, you could 100% say they're all not okay. Like they're, they're, there's no wrong answer here. I mean, it, it does look nice in the different sculpts. I mean, B1 battle droids, stormtroopers, for example. Yep. Yeah. I, I could totally you can only do so many sculpts that's going to look the same with their kit. Yeah. With their kit. And but actually, the there is actually a very large 3D printing community for Legion. That is a good point. It's huge. And Marvel Crisis Protocol and Shatterpoint. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, just, go ahead. Go ahead. But I'm also in the mindset of supporting the company. I mean, I, I'm, you're, you're producing something that yes. I enjoy, so I'm going to support you so I can continue playing the game. So, yeah. Actually, uh, you know, it, there's so- a couple of times that we had opportunities to talk about Legion stuff for 3D printing that I said I didn't want to cover. Um, because they were being pointed at me as, hey, hey, Bruce, you said that you would play if this stuff existed and uh, it wasn't an answer like there was a gungan 3d printing file that you could get uh for free i want to say it might have been very cheap it was either free or it was very cheap one or the other um there was also ewoks that was being done at some point as well Um, they did exist before the ewoks were announced but uh, we covered this at one point when Atomic Mass Games basically turned around and said, look, we we know that this is happening. Our official rule is that if it's a kit that we design, then you're not, not allowed to use it. Now, you can only make rules. Whether people follow them is another story. I, I think of all of the responses I've ever seen to 3D printing, that's probably the most communi- most fan-friendly one. Um, and they still got hate for it, like massive hate. We were probably one of the only people that didn't go after them over it um, because...
because anybody that was into 3D printing just immediately went, oh, they're evil. Look at them. Da 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 da. When like they were literally like, look, if we don't make it, sure, we don't have a problem with it. No, I was I was uh, going to where most uh, companies would turn around and go, no, this is not okay. Uh, and it's been very recent, but I want to say for the longest time, um, there's yeah. one. Yeah, and this this is a very you know this is going to specific Games Workshop 40k thing. There was one bit that you could not get third party sculpt of you know or of anything, and you know you could get you know all the other bits you know arms, legs, guns, heads, all that stuff and everything, but you would still have to buy a GW kit to get legs. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And, and so and I and I haven't looked for a while, and I'm I'm just wondering if that's still a thing of you know how some of these companies are getting around the whole because Games Workshop knows you'll still have to buy a kit I to do go know of some. It's the oh, very I do few know some companies that do some resin options. Yeah, uh, like Puppets War do some alternate looking bodies, and, and they are completely different. Uh, but at that point, you would need to buy into their system. Like you wouldn't really be able to buy their bodies and then put yeah. Space Marine stuff onto their bodies. Um, I mean, you might be able to, but it wouldn't be as smooth a transition as buying some of their heads and then just replacing the bodies. That's like yeah. replacing the heads on your Space Marines. Yeah. Uh, Cromlech. I don't think they have Space Marine ones, but they definitely have orc ones uh but i haven't seen well and, and, and the I thing did is at one point completely re just completely print a space a blood angel space marine which was literally a carbon copy of something that games workshop did and i'm going to explain why i did because i don't disagree with what you said earlier the reason i printed it at the time is because well a it was free was specifically because i wanted to use it as a test mini for a paint scheme i wanted to try so that because stripping plastic was a little bit more difficult over here because uh, i don't have access to the easy thing that you use and also it just me I, it meant i didn't have to worry about it could you just repaint over it again yes but it, it was just when i'm finished with this i could just crunch it up and throw it in the garbage which is basically i did actually ended up doing it without even painting it but i did that because and i thought like, you know what this is fine i'm not wasting anything it's just i could save all of my kits and do them when i'm ready and this lets me test things uh and i felt that was okay because i never intended to use it in the game I just used it for a, a, a test piece. Um, I mean, Games Workshop wouldn't like it, but I still did. And it doesn't exist. I destroyed it. Um, yep. Alternate, like, it happens a lot. The, the line that I draw is recasts. And like, if I'm playing a game against Socks and like he has this one mini that he doesn't own yet, but he wants to test the rules for it. I mean, sure, like he's going to use an eraser for that one ship. I don't really have a problem with that. But if he turns up to the table and everything is just stuff from his kitchen, I'm walking away from the table. Yeah. And yes, you will get people try that. Uh, I have literally played games of Warhammer 40k where somebody didn't own a Space Marine Dreadnought, but they used a can of Coke. And you know what? I have no problem with that. But if you turn up and half of your army is that, I have a problem with it. And that's where I draw the line personally, in friendly games. So uh, as, no. Unless this is somebody that's getting in for the first time and don't know what they want to buy yet and just want to test some things. Maybe they've got minis from a different game they want to use. Um, maybe they just want to play the game. They already own stuff that's close enough. I don't necessarily have a problem with that because it's a different subject then. Um, but if I have somebody that's trying to get into the hobby and they want to play a game and just kind of get an idea of 
relevant. I don't really mind if they pull stuff out of a board game and throw it on the table or or whatever, if it's just so that they can try it before they buy it. Yeah, but there's a certain extent, like, there's, um, there was one guy who was quite notorious this, uh, he would, he had a Tau army, and he played Space Marines. Every, yeah. every, he put everything on the table as Tau, and everything was a proxy of a Space Marine. And it's just like, I stopped playing with him because I could not keep track of all of his proxy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that there is a line there, and he has crossed that line several times ago. Like, if you want to test a squad of something, like, I'll use Legion example, just so that Sox isn't falling asleep hearing 40k every three seconds. <laughs> um, like, Sox wants to play the droids, um, and he has the rules for this box, but the box isn't out yet. So, you know what? He's just going to use clone troopers instead of the droids for the moment, just because, look, they're not out. I just want to see if they work in this list. It's not a tournament. It's just a friendly game. I just want to test it. Or I used the example of using an eraser for a ship earlier. Uh, because, look, I may buy this ship. It's not out yet, but I want to try it. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, there are 100% people out there that will have a problem with him trying that. Oh, yeah. And I have no problem with those people. I'm not going to sit and argue with you. You're not wrong. We're just talking about where our own limits are. Um, like yeah. If you turn up to a table to play a game of 40K with somebody, and that person has a fully 3D printed army, and you're unhappy about that, you don't have to play with them. You're not a bad person from walking away from the table. Um, the other person may think of you that way. I can't yeah. guarantee you that they won't. Um, so long as you, like, if you turn around and go, oh, you're an idiot, this is all the 3D printed, you're a horrible person, I never want to talk to you again. You know what? Sure, you're the bad guy then. But if it's just like, look, I would rather support the company, I'm not really comfortable playing against somebody that's just 3D printing stuff. All good for you, it's just not my thing. I'd rather maybe let's play other things. Mm -hmm. um, you can easily take either stand on this without being that guy. And I know that this is the internet and this comes out on the internet and therefore the extreme point of view is probably the one that you're all expecting. Uh, and you will find people like that, but just don't play with those people, honestly. It's like the whole conversation we had a few months back about um, unpainted minis. Like if, if, if people are that strict about it where they won't even let you test the thing that you brought that you haven't even had a chance to play with yet, just don't play with those people. Don't be friends with those people because the, yeah. like if they're going to be nasty to you to that point then they're not friends anyway mm. so no. i don't know i just thought it was an interesting discussion i do find it interesting like it's only been like five or six years and i think because it's more widespread and available now that 3d printing has become so widely accepted whether companies like it or not um it might be interesting to discuss future of the hobby at some point maybe but um that's again it's a different subject but i don't know socks like you don't own a 3D printer. If somebody turned up with a fully 3D printed army, would you have an issue with it? Assuming that it's not an official tournament? Let's use Legion as an example. I don't think so because I've played it with people. It, they didn't have a complete fully 3D printed but they had squads of troopers and I yeah. was fine with it though. And George has already answered the question. So. so correct me if I'm wrong George, it's not so much if somebody had a fully 3D printed army, if it was 3D printed carbon copies of everything, you would have a problem with it. But if it was yes. a custom army, you wouldn't have a problem with it. No. Yeah. If, yeah. if it was so somebody turned up with a one-page rule army. Yep. Yeah. So if someone showed up with a space rules army where they designed every single miniature, so that you could see that this is a you know a wolfen, but this is my own design wolfen, and it is completely different from Games Workshop. And the same with Thunderwolf Calvary, and everything is different. You know, if it's if it's their own unique idea, and you know they've sculpted it and they've printed it, and I don't care if they've if they've or using other people's 
files to do it. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, they've got to, and they've downloaded the file that you know it's printed a hundred percent exact copy of what's in the the Wolfen kit. Yeah, no, that's not all right. Yeah, uh, I just realized that there's an elephant in the room that we are Ignoring. not discussing, which you just said. Well, I, I don't. I think I hadn't thought about it until just. I mean, I did have this thought earlier, but I'd forgotten about it. Things need to be clear. Is the other thing. I, I, mm -hmm. I made this silly example earlier of socks using using a, an eraser instead of a ship because it would be roughly the right size. Um, like if socks was to turn up with three erasers that all looked identical, I have a problem with that. Unless he like writes on like the thing oh, with yeah, a yeah. little sticker on it yeah. that says this is X Y Z, this is A B C. Um, that makes it very clear that he's not trying to mess around with things. And I'm not saying that other people would, but if you have things that aren't very clearly what they are and very clearly defined what they are like if i have two squads of 3d printed droids one is meant to be b1s and the other one is meant to be broidicas um if they look the same i mean a that's going to be a problem because the bases should be different and i'm pretty sure the bases will make a difference in legion um but b there's the chance then that socks could like accidentally forget that the one that was destroyed was the droidicas yeah. and not yeah and then even just to cover yourself against those accusations, things should be very clearly laid out. Even if it's just a matter of the bases are a different rim color or something. You can do this very easily. There just mm -hmm. needs to be something so that those sort of accusations can't get thrown at you. And, and like I said, this is just as much about covering your own butt as anything else. Uh, much like, like if you're doing things in the military, like everything, like you, you have to cover your own butt all the time. Yep. And that's not just because people are horrible. It's also because, you know what? It, it, it's actually a smart idea. Uh, but anyway, I think we've kind of talked it through. Um, it's like I said, it's just interesting health. I suspect that this is going to become more and more commonplace. There will be a point in time where a line will be drawn where companies will attempt to cross the line. And like there's already companies out there that are 100% doing print-to-play games uh, or selling 3D, like Warhammer. No, it's not Warhammer. Uh, Warmer Hordes are literally selling 3D printed miniatures uh like they are literally doing that then we we covered a couple of companies that are doing that now it's, it is becoming yeah. the norm because printers have gotten to a point where you can pay for a miniature that's like you don't have to deal with warehouses of stock you just can just print things as they're ordered now um yeah. like that's arguably the future of the industry it's going to become the norm at some point when that happens they're going to be some very upset people i will be one of those people um but i don't have a problem with it per se george your events yeah you know, Alright, we are starting with an event that's actually taking place today. Why am I talking about it? Well, because this happens on the last Sunday of every month. So, there is a new group that has formed in Melbourne, the Melbourne Figure Painters Collective. Uh, there's one guy that started this as kind of like he's trying to encourage people to paint together, something that he used to do before the pandemic and he wants to kind of get the ball rolling on it again. Uh, it happens at the Catherine Syme Library from 12 till 5pm at Faraday Street in Carlton. Um, you can just turn up. Uh, he has an Instagram page, uh, which will be linked in the show notes below. Um, if you're looking for people to paint with, it's on the last Sunday of every month. Uh, I will not be going today because obviously I am busy, uh, but I'm definitely going to go along to one of these at some point. Uh, it's a good opportunity to talk about my hobby. It's a good opportunity to talk to people about my game, maybe. Depends on what I'm doing at the time, hobby-wise. Nice. Um, and hey, it's always nice to meet people that are into painting. Uh, we've also got the Danger Closed Drop Zone Commander Tournament that uh, appears to be a fan of our previous podcast. Yeah. Click on the link and you'll know why I said that. Um, 
28th of January, 24. Uh, it's a Drop Zone Commander tournament for 1,750 points. It's happening at the Bristol Gaming Collective. Um, it seems to be a, quite a regular event. The one that's on the page at the moment is actually the previous one, uh, but th this is something that's happening quite regular. The most recent one prior to this was in September, and it's Drop Zone Commander LZ Hot. I, I don't quite get where that's coming from. I mean, I know what that is, Hot LZ. I know what that is. That is literally something that we used to be. Um, so I don't... Th th there's obviously something there. I mean, the person running this was not involved in the Hot LZ, so it might just be that somebody wants the name to keep going or something, or it could be just a coincidence. I don't know. Uh, Socks, you've still got a month left. How's things yeah. going? Where are you up to? We are starting 2,000 points for our Dystopian League, uh, Wars League. Uh, so yeah, every Wednesday night, uh, it's about 5.36 is when we start playing Critical Hit Games in St. Petersburg. We're up to 2,000 points. We'll be ending on the 29th with our league. We'll still be playing after the league, but uh, the, the league will kind of end on the 29th with a big, huge... We're going to play on a 12 by 4 foot table with everyone on the board all at once. So almost like an apocalypse type game that Warhammer would do. Ah, uh, So cool. we have yeah. a, my, myself cool. and my other fellow Warhost have a uh, scenario all devised up. And so we're looking forward to it. But uh, we'll have a tournament in January uh, timeframe. So when, as that gets closer, we'll uh, I'll announce that as well. How many flamingos do you have playing in the tournament? Uh, no flamingos right now, but we've got about 10 to 12 folks still. And then I've got, I've got new folks nice. uh, coming up every day or every Wednesday asking about it. So I may be running two demos uh, this week. So Good. Nice. Uh, Northern King Kong is also coming up. That is from the 24th to the 26th of November. It's in Osset, West Yorkshire. £55 includes a hot lunch on both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and that's it for the upcoming event. Oh, no. It's not it for the upcoming events. Our next episode. This is something that I have been wanting to do for a very long time. Our next episode is going to be a special episode where we are going to discuss men's health and mental health in general um very much open conversation much like we do when we talk about anything it's all open conversation uh much like we do when we've whenever we've done interviews uh whenever we've talked about anything in the news it's all open conversation there shouldn't be any part of this that will be triggering for anyone um if you have things that you want to discuss reach out to us there will be information coming up at the end of the episode on how you can do that uh and we will try to get to as many people's thoughts as we can whether it be about mental health diseases whether it be about questions of things that you don't understand we may not have the answers for you but we can discuss it it's just generally open conversation we would like to encourage as many people to be involved as we can um and look, we're just we're just going to have a conversation and that's what the episode will be um valhalla hobby valhalla hobby have been sponsoring us for a little bit of time now it's very nice to have them on board um they are a store with a very decent large a decently large look at me making up terms uh, th they've got a very large range in the store like they have your regulars obviously they have your warhammers they obviously have your dungeons and dragons and your magic card games but they have a lot of your indie stuff as well uh they have dystopian wars bushido they have things from tt combat they have things from black Side studios uh they have a lot of the indie names that we like to talk about quite regularly the prices in the store are absolutely phenomenal we have each purchased things from these guys on regular occasions. In my case, it's me contributing towards gifts um, because, well, shipping from America would be ridiculous. Uh, without Valhalla Hobby, we couldn't have GettingTabled.com. Like, they are the reason that we were able to do that. Um, we're very, very grateful for them. Uh, if you use the code GT2305 at 
checkout, you get 5% off any order over $100. Uh, please support those people that support us. And if you happen to live in their area, you mention that we sent you. It would be nice. Um, if you enjoy what we do, please let people know. You have the option to support us on Patreon. For $2 a month, you get early access to everything video content-wise that we do. Uh, there's also posts and other extra videos that go in there from time to time. But I would hope that everybody that's there is there because they want to support us and they want to be part of us. Uh, gettingtabled.com, I have already mentioned. Social media-wise, you can find us at facebook.com slash gettingtabled. That's largely where most of our stuff gets shared first. Um, if you want to reach out to us, whether it be about the upcoming event next fortnight or anything else, honestly, gettingtabled.gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, if you would like to join our community, please join our community on Discord. It's not just for the Patreon. There are specific channels on there that are just for the Patreon. There's one for Entropy City, which is the game that I'm in the middle of, middle of developing. And there is another one that is a Patreon chat. They also have the ability to listen to us when we're recording, if they want to. Um, so join the community. I'd love to see that get some numbers up, honestly. Um, but it is active, but it is a small group of people. I'd like it to be a larger group if we can. Uh, Twitter, at Getting Tabled. Instagram is at Getting Tabled. I do have a Twitch. At this point, I'm going to stop doing a regular weekly stream because it's just not getting off the ground. Uh, so I'm going to be going back to a casual thing, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, just because talking to yourself is not fun. <laughs> uh, I also have another YouTube channel that I'm involved in. I'm a member of Toy Reel, which is action figures and toys and so forth. YouTube.com slash Toy Reel. You can find us on Instagram at Toy Reel as well. But otherwise, I think that's it. Anything you guys want to say about next episode? No, I think I'll be real. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.